Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. So we're still waiting for the last guest, but... I think we can already start with introductions because, yeah, we have a really nice um, space today. I think the topic's going to be really interesting and we also have some incredible guests. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So just as, as a reminder, what we're going to be talking about is enabling authentic expression in the metaverse through the potential of digital fashion and Web3 technologies. And like I said, we're joined by some incredible guests. It's a real privilege to have you all here. So we can already start with the introduction. So Ouroboros, um, you can kick it off for us. Hello, thank you so much for inviting us. Um, pleasure to be reconnecting with DressX. <laughs> um, I'm Paula, I'm the creative director and co-founder together with Elisa. Um, and to give a little bit of background to everyone here, uh, we started uh, Aerobrus in 2021. Uh, we were the first digital brand uh, to launch a digital collection at a major fashion week, which we did in London. Um, with 2.5 million people joining us um, from <laughs> the first two days of launch um, through the use of an AR filter, which we showcased all, ac all across London together with IODF. So kind of from the beginning, our journey has been pretty monumental. And of course, DressX has been part of that. Um, when we first launched, obviously, the Biomimicry collection, um, we were the first luxury digital brand on uh, DressX. And of, of course, since then, you know, you guys have been making some fantastic moves. Congratulations, team. <laughs> I love seeing the progress always. Um, and yeah, great to be reconnecting again. I'll hand over the mic to Lisa from here. <laughs> fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, yes, as Paul was mentioning, we are the leading luxury fashion house. We really focus on driving further the aesthetic of luxury in the digital space. And also as a female-led company, we're really excited to tell a new story in the space that, you know, not many people have heard, but they can obviously uh, connect to as there's not that much females within the space. And additionally, there's new stories to be told, which we're really excited to share on today's session. <laughs> it's so great to have you both both here. So thank you so much. And yeah, it's so it's so great to speak to you. So yeah, excited for the conversation. Uh Bita, you can introduce yourself next. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for the invitation, both Grace and uh DressX. My name is Beta Ruchek. And I'm a founder of Unfolding Strategies. Uh, we are a consultancy and education lab for digital divers and sustainable fashion web free. So today this panel is very much uh, up my alley. Uh, and we're interested in doing research also, you know, nurturing um, either companies, tech companies or fashion companies entering the space, also the actual players. 
Uh, I also served in the past as uh, head of impact at Dematerial Life for a year, where I was responsible for creating the impact strategy. So I'm sure this is something that uh, feeds into my experience on topic of authenticity and inclusion uh, with digital fashion. And I also host a podcast called Fashion Knowledge, which is one of the things we do at Unfolding Strategies. So yeah, super happy to be here. Yes, amazing. Great to speak to you again, Beta. I know we've met before. Um, so yeah, again, an honor to have you here and excited to hear your thoughts as well. So next, uh, to introduce yourself, Claire, you can go ahead. Hi, uh, again, thank you so much for the invite, DressX and Grace. Uh, really, really happy and honoured to be here. Uh, my name's Claire McGuire. I've been a professional musician for over a decade and worked alongside fashion houses like Burberry and Victoria Beckham, uh, to name a few. And uh, I'm currently in the Web3 space and working alongside several communities that are looking to venture into the Web3 fashion space, such as Kate Wilds and Joy Name, which you can see in my bio. And yeah, I'm just really happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. Amazing. Great to meet you as well, Claire. Uh, next, Lawrence, you can introduce yourself as well. Hey, guys. Hello, everyone. Excited to be here uh, from rainy New York City today. Uh, being in fashion for over 24 years, mostly in textiles and marketing. And in the past two years, I've uh, been doing a deep dive research into Web3. Uh, so this January, I joined an organization where we're going to be building Web3 fashion in real life. We have a studio. It's a technology working, co-working space in Jersey City. Um, so we are excited about building Web3 fashion. Amazing. A diverse group and also a diverse range of talents. I think this is going to be yeah, super interesting. It's great to have you all here. And then finally, last but not, not least, we have Crypto. Let us know if you want us to use your real name or your Twitter name, by the way, as well. But you can introduce yourself. Sure. Thanks, Grace. Um, yeah, I mean, since we're talking about metaverse identity today, um, Crypto Byte it is, uh, aka Rich in Real Life. Um, I have a background. I have uh, 20 years um, working in the startup world, uh, building, uh, advising, and uh, also helping startups exit. Um, I recently started a, a consultancy company slash um, creator company, um, helping brands transition to the uh, 3D world called uh, Farplex. Uh, our focus is in the VR, AR, and also uh, the AI uh, space as far as being able to build and create uh, 3D models uh, working with uh, 3D creators all over the world. Um, that community is coming along great. Excited to be working with a lot of uh, people on the Roblox side as well um, and some of the uh, talented UGC creators on that side. Uh, yeah, no, Grace, I think this is great and I'm excited about this topic. Amazing. Certainly, you're going to bring some um, interesting insights. So I can't wait to hear what you're saying as well. It's a really great group. Um, Okay, so I see people are already requesting um, to speak. We will have a section at the end where obviously any listeners can ask questions. So just hold hold your questions for that. But right now we'll just get into the conversation. So obviously today we're talking about the potential of Web3 fashion and if this can be a gateway for a more inclusive metaverse, because obviously it has the potential to do this as it's the most immediate means of expressing individu individuality within the metaverse space. And obviously because of this, it can be a great vehicle for inclusivity. So the first question is to Ouroboros. Um, so you can decide which one of you wants to answer first, but how do you believe the community can ensure that Web3 fashion can enable authentic expression in the metaverse? And why is this so important, do you think? Sure, that's a wonderful question and a long one. <laughs> I hope I can answer some parts of it. Um, I think what resonates with us is that within the digital space, you can really output you know, your creative vision without the traditional kind of steps of, you know, being part of a fashion show or, you know, being accepted by the traditional cycle of how fashion is produced. So you can be more inclusive and diverse, even within your ideas, the, the models that you use. But obviously for us, it's avatars, but in-house we prefer to call them muses. So we really try to convey our stories from, you know, our cultural backgrounds, from the, the hardships that we uh, experience in 
fashion in general that we wanted to uplift or challenge or even remove completely. For example, with size, um, the fact that you can wear an AR filter that fits anybody anywhere is incredible and also at the speed of light. So this is something that we've included from the get-go into our brand, into our mission to be more inclusive whilst also having more of an exclusive elevated feel and aesthetic about the brand so it's aspiring as much as it is exciting and innovative in the way that you can participate with the with the brand and the story that we present so for us this is the core um additionally it's also way more sustainable in comparison to physical production so this is very important and at the core of what we do um but i'll leave the mic to paula as well <laughs> thank you uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think to, you know, for us, really, it's about elevating the physical world into a dimension that's never existed before, right? All of us here for the first time are experiencing something really revolutionary. Um, so for us, it's about showing, you know, I guess the most revolutionary end of that spectrum. Uh, why would you digitalize uh, a jumper, you know, when we can have a physical jumper? All of that stuff already exists. What I want to see is the things that are impossible within the tangible world. Uh, I want to wear fire. I want to wear water. I want to be, um, you know, perceiving things in a completely different way. So how can we as a brand um, bring this across and also you know, have an emotive edge to this. What is the new story? What's the story of tomorrow? What are we telling? Um, and what's very important for us as well is as a female-led, you know, brand, uh, it's about showcasing the next generation of design. We always say that we're built by and for the next generation. We really stick to that. Um, you know, we want to design for the icons of tomorrow. We want to design the timeless pieces of tomorrow that's who we are and that's what motivates us and excites us and that's also who we look for in the community we want to see the people who are the avant-garde you know who are maybe around in the 60s you know the types of people who are surrounding Dali the types of people who are always you know pushing um <laughs> pushing for change in every single revolutionary um you know former shape or form or the other and now into the future um that's that's yeah, that's what we're looking for um, within our community as well. And so within the activations that we're doing, and especially within our upcoming drop that we've been kind of um, <laughs> hinting towards um, here and there, um, that's really what's going to come out to play more and more. And so we invite everyone here who's excited to be doing that and who's excited to be part of this revolution to come and join us as well. Absolutely love your answer. And I completely agree. Kind of the uncapped realms that digital fashion offers completely push the boundaries and allow people to express themselves in in new ways and obviously that brings it into this more inclusive and individual realm so yeah absolutely love your answer so Beta, I also want to hear from you so how can we enable authentic expression in the metaverse and why is this so important in your opinion? Uh, yeah, I also love the answer that digital fashion enables, you know, this kind of storytelling narrative potential that's all about creativity and novelty, and also can be about inclusion and sustainability. But I think in general that fashion, you know, as an activity of wearing clothes, like to fashion, a body, uh, either made from cotton or pixels, is all about belonging to a certain group rather than being one true unique individual. That's why also talking about communities is so important. Very often we share this perception that somebody's expressing themselves. I think very much, at least from social psychology perspective, and this is my, let's say, academic background, um, this is very often about belonging and saying I'm different from these other group and I belong to this one. So there are certain codes to that. And when on top of that, we put expression and being what oneself would recognize as authentic. I think very much about freedom of choice. So if there is choice, plurality, then we can start talking about freedom, uh, which is fundamental. And uh, I'm not sure if freedom here could be translated to you know abundance of choice of digital different fashion products. I think with digital fashion, what we see emerging that's more about co-creation, customization, those individual and collective decision-making like in DAOs. So I think it's all very important. But the crucial element that I see sometimes for me is lacking a little bit when we discuss digital fashion. And obviously, there's a lot of debates about avatars, but 
thinking about virtual or digital body, uh, which is about to be dressed. So I think this is this first layer that's very interesting. First, how you perceive the self and then how you can dress the self in the metaverse, in Web3, uh, basically, and more expanded digital realms and pro- platforms. Uh, and that is why we're currently working at unfolding strategies on the report about avatars together with Parsons Paris, thinking, you know, what are those parameters for those bodies? What does it really mean that your body is inclusive or not? And what kind of bodies as individuals or communities, you know, we gonna we gonna address? Yeah, I think the whole conversation around body and Web3 is just so important and also so interesting and something that Personally, I haven't seen widely discussed, so I think BT really brings some interesting insights in this. So it's it's a very important conversation. And it's also interesting what you say about how true inclusivity is when individuals are allowed to express themselves in a way that feels right to them. Because obviously true inclusivity, like I said, is when people from these different backgrounds and with these different tastes are able to wear things and design what feels right to them. And obviously in Web3, this is a chance for people to choose an avatar or choose digital fashion that represents themselves. But obviously in this way, it's more than just a decorative tool. It's obviously a non-verbal form of communication to help communicate who you are. So Claire, to direct the question to you now, how do you believe that Web3 fashion can be simply more than a decorative tool from your avatar? How can we ensure this? Sure. Um, thank you for the question. I think um, Web3 fashion uh, is more than just a decorative tool for avatars because it goes much deeper than that. Like it reflects your personality and style and taste. Um, so, for example, if you have like a favorite band or you're part of a fandom, you can express that with Web3 fashion in very many unique ways. You know, like for me, um, with the work that I do in the communities I run, I feel the backbone of any project is the community and I think that unique avatars in the metaverse will open so many doors like for example this year I'm personally focused on building community events involving web3 fashion and I feel it will inspire and promote inclusivity and togetherness and bring our community together as individuals Um, especially you know with cake world we have so many different people from all over the globe so I think that this will be a really unique way for them to express themselves and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, obviously, we're all talking about how digital fashion can allow people to express themselves and all the good parts of it. But just like anything, and especially around the topic of inclusivity, there's obviously challenges about this. So I want to ask you all about the challenges and what you think the biggest challenge is for Web3 fashion in the conversation of um, inclusivity and authentic expression. Um, So Lawrence, to kick it off, what do you believe is the biggest challenge um, in all of this? Well, we live in an interconnected world, so we have a lot of people from different, you know, origins. But one of the things, you asked me about the challenges, but I could tell you one of the best things in Web3 fashion is being able to have these conversations with people from all over the globe and inter exchange ideas with people that you might be able to meet in the future, but maybe you might not. I mean, in this room, you could tell that we have three different time zones and we have people with all different kind of backgrounds sharing ideas. So for me, that's one of, part of the solution. Challenges, there's gonna to be tons of challenges depending on the companies and what they're working on. Uh, but I think everybody knows that we are early and the opportunities are endless. Yeah, no, really, really good answer. Does anyone else want to um, have any thought about what the biggest challenge is with all of this and how we can tackle it? Sure. Um, I think that for for one of the things I've looked at, um, you know, I always look at the data, right? And what does the data say? And I think it just comes back to this key idea of adoption and are people ready? And what is that timeline really going to look like? Because if you go to, if you ask Twitter, um, everybody already thinks we're in the metaverse. And then if you ask the average person on Instagram, they don't even, they don't even think the metaverse is a thing. And I I think that when we look at that as a challenge, um, how brands are able to do things that bring in more, I would say, I hate normies, but more of the average person's ability, like what is the value to that person? 
why do they want to come into the metaverse? So being able to explain these things um, and the value to them and why it's fun and why it's interesting um, is going to be a real challenge. So I think the challenge there is education of the majority of people in getting them into the virtual worlds, right? So even if we have all the devices, even if Meta gets the, the you know everything right on the VR front, even if Apple comes out and converts all their users um, into more VR type, I don't know, FaceTime interaction, um, that still doesn't get us into this whole idea of avatars and um, you know expression and wearing things in the metaverse. And for a lot of people, bridging the gap between physical and virtual is going to be a big challenge. Yeah, it's actually so funny when you think about it, no matter what conversation you're having around digital fashion, it always comes back to the biggest challenge is really education around the space and educating people on the utility of uh, digital tools. So it's really interesting you say that, and I think it's so relevant. Um, I also want to ask Alyssa Paula, I want to ask your opinion on why is it so important for individuals to have an express to have a means of expressing their identity with digital tools. Um, I think it's very important. I I guess also because not everybody has the equal ability to express themselves. Uh, whether that might be limited due to location that they're in, maybe they can't attend. You know the most exciting events on the fashion calendar for example it can be as as blatant as that but also it can be due to the physical limitations uh, from disability to uh, an ability to go somewhere um, also time I, I think with digital identities and ability to create your avatar that really reflects you and how you feel comfortable and safe um, is more exciting and convenient than it is to all the time perform physically so i think it helps a lot of people to open up to get more confident to explore in a very safe environment and i for that love for example our community within our discord and twitter everybody comes from the same space they want to uplift everybody we have a lot of creators too um in general a lot of fashion enthusiasts who are curious so this is an incredible way to express yourself and share with others. Um, myself and Paula are from completely different parts of the world, but we've connected actually online first, and then we met by accident. So call it fate or <laughs> call it interconnectivity. But it was amazing to find uh, another visionary uh, who really saw the future in a more hopeful way. And we both really enjoyed you know, dressing up, which we don't see anymore, actually. If you look back in the 90s or 80s, the culture for dressing up and exploring that with your friends or your style tribe was the norm. Now everybody's, let's say, more maybe shy or it doesn't have all the means in front of them to do so. Maybe it's also expensive, right? So through digital, you can do that and you can really roam free with your experimentation. And um, actually reminds me back of our first Metaverse Fashion Week that we've done within Decentraland, where we had uh, an incredible guest uh, <laughs> who collaborated with us. This was artist and genius Grimes. Um, she has performed in our wearables within our space in Decentraland uh, with a small concert, which was intimate, but hosted several thousands of people at once which was exciting and we've seen some incredible metaverse street style <laughs> paul if you want to talk more about it but it was really really cool to see so many incredible designs and new ways of styling actually within the same space and god knows how many people we had in total <laughs> but over to you paula Uh, I'm so sorry. Can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I was reminiscing about all the incredible styling and wearables we had at Metaverse Fashion Week in our own show. The community was incredible, you know, how they were expressing themselves. So if you want to add anything to that. Uh, yeah, sorry. What was the original question? That's the one that I missed. Yeah, so it was just, um, first of all, by the way, I just love Grimes. So that's so cool. Just as a side note. But um, so I, the question was, why is it so important for people to have a means of expressing their 
identity through digital fashion and within the metaverse? Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of, I mean, for us as designers, it's kind of evident, right? Um, people have always wanted to express themselves and, you know, um, style tribes have come on, come and go, I guess. Um, and now with this birth of a completely new paradigm of expression, um, there's a desire that people have to, you know, show themselves in completely different and new ways. So I think putting those tools and that power in the hands also of individual peoples, um, that form, of course, collectives is incredibly exciting and also important, right? Because it liberates people. Um, I think a lot of people for the first time, uh, especially students, you know, uh, a lot of students who don't have a lot of money or, you know, again, people with disabilities, Elisa, you touched on this earlier, or, you know, people who don't have access to traditional forms of fashion um, now finally have the liberty of actually you know, partaking and co-creating and um, and being part of uh, a previously very exclusive uh, society and very exclusive form of art because fashion and especially couture is very expensive traditionally. Um, so I guess <laughs> that's kind of uh, really the basis there. And then, um, yeah, I mean, for us, it's always then about pushing that further and further and seeing um, what other ways we can then uh, play with the tools and and uh, what kind of tools do people really want and where do people actually want us to design um, and that's where creative direction comes in um, and giving people a framework um, that's also very helpful. Yeah I love that and obviously it sounds very idealistic um, to say that digital fashion gives people this space to um get involved where in a world where they couldn't but it is so true I was fortunate enough to go to the Paris Fashion Week I've just got back and as amazing as it was it was amazing but I couldn't help but think yeah there's so many people who love fashion who won't get access to this so it really is true so it's a great point that you mentioned there uh Crypto I see your hands up so please um tell us what you're thinking yeah, sure. So I think um, I always like to go to definitions um, when we're trying to define things that are abstract. So the first thing is, if we look at the definition of identity, um, and by the way, everything that was shared here, these were great takes. I love to see where we're applying the examples so that we can understand, um, you know, how this is really going to play out. And and I think that example of Metaverse Fashion Week, um, which I'm going to get to here in a little bit because I participated in that was really interesting because in that example, you could clearly see the group of people, um, you know, that were part of that, who was part of it, what they were wearing, um, some of that, um, you know, futuristic style that's not possible in real life. Um, and those were the type of people that you may approach like, oh, wow, that's, that's an interesting wearable that person has. Let me see who they are. Right. But let me, if we get back to just like the idea of identity. So identity is really the simple, simply is defined as the characteristics determining who or what a person is. Okay, so then the next question we have to ask is in the metaverse, um, what are people looking for? And the two things that people are looking for, um, this was conducted from a survey from Roblox and a bunch of other metaverse platforms is number one, uh, connecting with other people of kind of like-minded and the second was exploring virtual worlds so if we're going to be exploring and connecting one of the most important parts of that is that we're able to portray um, our identity and a great way of doing that is what our avatar looks like because you're going to be you know like in decentraland or roblox or all these other worlds you like run past somebody but what will catch your attention right is very similar to what catches your attention in real life oh, they're wearing a Yankees hat and I'm interested in the Yankees. Oh, in the metaverse, they've got this fire stuff coming out of their, their eyes and face. And, and I knew that, oh, wow, maybe Dolce Gabbana released that. And I also like Dolce Gabbana. And so my, my app to approach them and then click on them and then start to understand and take a deeper dive into who they are, right? It sparks curiosity. And I think it's the same thing that happens in the virtual world in the physical world. The last part of this is that I think that we will express our identity in a more unique way 
in the metaverse because the limitations are of the artists and the imagination. And I think when that happens, the experiences become more memorable. And when we remember things, we'll truly want to connect with that person maybe offline and then connect with that person in the real world. And where I'm going with this is that the majority of people that we will meet in the future will actually be through the virtual world. And then we'll be very selective because our time is so valuable of who we meet in the physical world because we have already established that base connection. And once we do that, now we can take that you know, a step further. Oh, I'm looking forward to meeting up with this group at a real event because we have a like-mindedness based on how we portrayed our identity um, you know, through communication, through what we look like, through our approach in the metaverse. Uh, thanks, Grace. No, really interesting um, answer. I have a question for you, though, on that. You mentioned that you feel that people will express themselves in more extreme ways on that within their online identity. Do you think there's any kind of risks in this or danger, or do you think it will only be a positive thing in terms of how people feel they want to express themselves? No, I mean, there, there's certainly risks, right? Like, and, and we already see some of that in Roblox. Like, there's that's why the creator store is being so locked down in a, in a review state because we don't want people just creating, um, you know, gang-related stuff or other things like that, right? Where collaboration can happen and expression happens, there's both positive and negative. So the same negative problems that you can have in the real world Sure, it gives the opportunity for bad actors to get together and, uh, you know, create more problems in the metaverse, which can translate to the real world. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that's the same with anything, right? Wherever you enable collaboration and self-expression, uh, it goes both ways, right? It's based on how the person's, you know, mentality is set. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of risks there. But what I do believe is that these platforms, especially like Roblox and Decentraland, um, their safety teams... And what they're paying attention to as far as how they're hiring safety teams and how they're monitoring and the AI that will be involved to detect things that are inappropriate and really shouldn't be allowed um, is only getting better by the day, right? And we already see like some of that that took place on Instagram, right? Instagram AI detects content that shouldn't be there. Uh, the same thing will happen on these platforms, you know, the same kind of banning mechanics and everything else and so i think it i think it will sort of uh you know yes well unfortunately ai will be the i always say ai is going to be the police officer of the virtual world but i do believe based on everything i've learned from uh you know over the years in the development of ai um it will solve a lot of problems and, and you won't need a human to detect bad actors um, as much as you will, you know, you would in the physical world when sort of bad actors get together. Yeah, it's super, super interesting. Uh, Claire, your hand is up. Please go for it. Yeah, I just think that the conversation is so interesting. It's just kind of making me think about um, with for, mostly with actually Kate World, which I'm working on. Um, I do that alongside Kate Nygaard, who's an artist. And so this project is kind of led by two artists, myself and Kate Nygaard. And it's been really interesting when we first kind of started working with the with the community and sort of a lot of people came in and they didn't even tell people that they were in NFTs or they didn't they don't tell their family and friends and it's kind of like a form of escapism. So I think that this is really interesting. This is really why I want to really push, um, you know, working towards fashion uh, with Kate Well because I feel like that's exactly as everybody's been saying here. It's a real strong way for people to express themselves in any way that they possibly can. You know, as somebody mentioned earlier, you know, you could put fire on yourself or anything. It's like that. It, it's just the, the the way that it can be so inclusive in that way that people can just be whoever they are in this really safe kind of like realm that we're sort of building with each other that they can they can just be the complete version of themselves that they want to be. It sort of started with them making memes and jokes and and uh you know with us making events and things and this is just like a really really interesting way that i think that people can express themselves more which is really exciting because seeing people not necessarily you know used to the fashion world or used to these kind of uh community kind of style things that we do i think that it's just really really exciting to see that kind of progression in people being able to be creative themselves you know not just be a part of it for an nft or whatever they're sort of part of it for 
self-expression which is so so important and just I, I absolutely love it yeah thanks Claire I think it's really interesting because everything we're saying or everything you guys are saying is really coming back to this idea of the community and a com creating a community of like-minded users um, and how this can obviously create a safer and more inclusive um, metaverse and space to express themselves through digital fashion so Peter, a question back to you. So I see your hands up. So again, jump in first with any points you have. But I was just going to ask on how um, how you believe that we can obviously promote this community um, and promote this inclusivity within the community. So go for it. Yeah, maybe just to follow up on things. I think if we're looking at uh, data and definitions, I think it's also great to look at studies and research that's been happening for years around uh, game studies, internet studies, digital humanities, uh, psychology of why people wear clothes and why do we purchase certain things and why we behave sometimes online differently than we, I don't know, behave at our own houses. There's a lot of research around that. And I think, you know, people who work in gaming, there's so much applied research, applied anthropology. Uh, I think digital fashion needs it as well. Web3 really needs it. We really need to understand why people are doing certain things and there has been research about it and as web free is only you know the unfolding and further development um, of which is basically to me more decentralized web 2 and it's obviously transforming many things and it's new but it is rooted somewhere in human behavior and now we have those early adoption cases so we can anticipate what are emerging futures i think it's very important to think about that not as only new 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 stuff uh, but also think about all the research that's been conducted in that space and also follows in those footsteps um, because it's, you know, noticing that someone's wearing something cool and we might want that. This is this is not a very novel gesture, but the environment where this kind of conclusion or this reaction happens and different motivations behind it might vary. So I, I think this is very important and this is cool if we, you know, come together as different stakeholders and we look into that because I think it's uh, we, we really need that because we know very little about digital ownership at that particular time. We are hoping for it. We're hoping for certain communities um, to appreciate it. But as has been proven and observed, this is not as obvious as it is. Nevertheless, games uh, offer a great insight into that. For example, I know Second Life. I think it's quite fascinating. And to answer your uh, question, Grace, I don't think we should use only inclusivity as something we promote, uh, but rather something that starts from the bottom, from the start as a fundamental value. Because like inclusivity is, uh, you know, about equal access to opportunities and resources. Uh, pretty much it's about not excluding others. So then also when, you know, the policing AI comes in and removes what, you know, what uh, was called bad actors, uh, it's a question also how it does it. And we know there's, you know, there are many limitations and uh, as human makes mistakes. And, uh, you know, I don't know if AI is going to be such a great policing tool. Uh, we can see it now with, I don't know, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, how it works. Uh, there are also many issues with that. So when those metaverses or platforms are going to become governed by AI and as to do, you know, what you can do and what not that also raises many, many questions. Where is this freedom? Where is this inclusivity? Uh, so obviously this is a this is a tricky one. Um, yeah, so I think also questions how to make people feel not excluded. And uh, when it comes to community, understand that this word stands from stands for something more than just in the past we used to say target it's not only about you know a group's uh purchasing collective purchasing power but it's also about understanding them from more intersectional perspective so thinking who are the people behind what are their short goals and values uh because only then it can translate to events and different forms of being together but but without knowing what they really care about and what they stand for I think I think it might be you know it's it we we saw many also missed opportunities in that sense in different web free activations where community wasn't directly addressed therefore it didn't translate into what could be called a success. Yeah, thanks so much. That's such a such an interesting answer, Crypto. I see your hands up, so go for it. Yeah, I'll keep it short. Vita, uh, those those are fantastic points. Um, and, and I really like when you know like a, a discussion panel like this can really play off of. Um, others' points and others' ideas and, and share different perspectives because I think that's super important. Um, I think you said a couple of key things that I did want to uh, touch on here. The first one is just around 
um, the studies had been done around gamers. And I think that because this is so early, um, companies that pay attention to what the data says and they can understand the data are going to have the best success. We saw that, you know, in the past with any kind of internet, you know, social media, web one, web two. Um, but what I really want to touch on there, which really, um, you know, hit, hit home was um, the gamer versus who the metaverse is being built for. And there was a recent study done as far as why would the average person, not the gamer, like let's take out the gaming audience, but how do we get everyone into the metaverse? And something that really got triggered was around events and short form virtual experiences. And if we look at a game, a game is a long time. You have to do a lot of stuff. It's incredibly time consuming. You're spending a lot of time. People who are doing that have a different mindset than people who are more, they want to have like the short term experience, the fashion show, uh, the Elton John concert, uh, you know, whatever other kind of um, physical short term experience that can happen, a tour. Um, can happen in the virtual world. And there was actually a study done around both the Ellen John concert, the fashion shows in the virtual world, and how people actually remember these things because there were items to collect. There was a goal at the end. So when we talk about a gamified experience, I think a lot of people in their mind, they think about, oh, the gamers, like, I'm not going to play this game. Like, that's going to be really annoying. But the way to think about it is, if I put on my headset and I can attend the Milan fashion show in a way where I still feel I get value from it, maybe by listening, seeing cool things in the virtual world, learning and connecting with people, will I do it? And the answer is yes. And that's what's exciting about this. Not that we're going to convert everybody to gamers, but that we can convert everybody to experiencing short form virtual experiences that are also taking place in the real world. And I think that's what we're going to see uh, moving forward. Sorry, Grace, I didn't mean to make that long winded, but I do. I did want to hit on kind of the data around short form experiences versus, you know, the gamer mentality. No, I think that's such an interesting point. Do any of the other speakers um, want to add anything to this? Lawrence Clare, for instance. I'm going to um, defer to some of the things that CryptoBeat said as far as adoption uh, and data. Um, there's a lot of things happening within the community of people that know what's going on, but most of people have no idea about these conversations. So adoption of new people, new members into the community is going to help grow the ecosystem. Uh, from my point of view, being a bit older than some folks in this community, I think the in real life events give the opportunity to teach and educate others, right? Some of us that have done tons of research online are doing this research because we like what we're seeing and we're doing it alone. But for newcomers that are not so, let's say, uh, you know, they don't go down the rabbit hole. They would need more people to onboard them on a physical level to explain them the do's and don'ts for people not to get scammed. Um, because for the for the majority of people, what they hear are scams and fat, but we know better. So I think onboarding people on a physical level, in a physical space is gonna help adoption. Yeah, I mean, once again, it comes back to this idea of education and yeah just educating new users of these tools um around the ins and outs in it so it's all very very relevant points um so i think now we should go to um questions from any listeners um so i'm going to invite cuds up to speak um again sorry if i am pronouncing anyone's name wrong but um yeah, go ahead with your question. I see you're connecting, so let's see. And yeah, if any of the other speakers want to add any other points as we're waiting the, waiting for this to connect, then just hop in. Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to say thank you so much for this conversation. I actually have to head off now, um, but it's been a pleasure. Lovely to hear everyone's thoughts um, and definitely do come join us. 
Um, we'd love to hear more. Lots of conversations going on here that we can continue. Um, have a lovely rest of your <laughs> See you soon. Thank you so much, Paula. Have a great evening. I see it's still connecting. Um, if any of the other listeners have a question, then just feel free to request. Um, but if there are no other questions, then I can ask um, something else to our speakers. So obviously we were talking about different events to promote inclusivity within the space. So do you believe that hosting design and fashion um, that showcases a different range of, de of designers will help us create the ability to democratize and diversify fashion? So Claire, perhaps you have a perspective on this. Let me know if you'd like me to repeat the question. No, I think that that's that's really interesting. It's actually so with the two projects I work on with Kate World and Joy and Lane, like the huge um, something that I'm really, really looking at doing this year in particular is IRL events versus URL events. And, uh, you know, having that kind of bridge between what we do in the real world and online and to try and figure out ways that we can kind of, again, like encourage creativity um, and, and I really loved what Crypto was saying about the gamifying gamification of it, where you can get something at the end of an event or something like that. I think that that's really exciting because it kind of keeps somebody there. You know, it, keep, it gives them a reason to stay. It gives them a reason to want to like continue to the end and see actually what's happening and explore and actually connect with people because that's a really big part of this. It's a really big struggle, I think, when your community or you're doing projects is that it's keeping people you know, keeping their spirits up, keeping their hopes up over these long periods of time and keeping the creativity flowing. And I think that that's why fashion uh, uh, events and, and also music events, which we're going to be doing, yeah, bridging the gaps and also gallery events, and we're going to be bridging the gap there and just seeing how we can kind of interlink everything and try and encourage, as I say, everybody who's there to to be as creative as possible especially in kate world we have so many people that are really 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 creative that weren't before you know they weren't in creative um businesses before so doing this is really really exciting and i think it just kind of helps connect and that's really the biggest part of all of this i think is having the courage to to be yourself um especially online it's it's so hard for some people to do that in real life so this is a really good way for people to be themselves and to just express themselves completely so i'm really excited about it and i do think that the the events is a really big part of it yeah thanks claire i think it's i couldn't agree more these kind of events they definitely spark um new levels of creativity and it's extra important for those who maybe wouldn't be there for the physical things or or yeah exactly what you're saying so thank you uh Kuds, i see you have connected now and your hand is up so feel free to ask your question and then crypto we can go with your point indeed um thank you for bearing with me there and thank you for for hosting the space grace and to all the speakers this is um an awesome dialogue and discussion um filled with uh i think just so many enriching perspectives um when it comes to self-expression and, and identity, I think in, in this digital era, uh, in in a more like I guess Web two lens, we've seen like the the culture of like Instagram has a lot to do with flexing and showing off what you have and what you um, might be wearing. I'm curious if anyone is um, thinking about like wallets as wardrobes and any way we can display, you know, what pieces or things you own. Um, in a in a gallery gallery like format because I do think like digital pieces or the the phrase I've heard as of late luxury smart garments um, I think are often really beautiful works of art that you don't necessarily have to wear or don but are just show worth showcasing that you own so um, the wallet infrastructure doesn't seem to be there today I know Instagram is um, trialing sort of like creators being able to show digital collectibles with folks like um, Adam Bomb Squad and a few others, but um, curious how folks kind of envision, yeah, the the ecosystem to maybe display a gallery or a, a wardrobe of what you own and wear. Amazing question, uh, Crypto. I feel like you'll be really good at answering this, so I'll let you go. 
No, I mean, if anyone else wants to take a take a take at it first, I, I definitely have a take on this, um, and I did want to comment something Claire said that I think was really important. But yeah, anyone else have a have a take on this? You can definitely go first. Anyone want to hop in first? Yeah, I can just add that you know from my work experience, for example, what uh, what DMATS or Dematerialize was using. Uh, and look so doing the universal profile that was envisioned as a kind of space where you can show off and present uh, or you, all your digital fashion NFT. So I would say that's, you know, one of the tangible examples that's uh, been around for a while. So yeah, I would recommend it to check this out. But there are obviously others as well. I think it's a really good um, idea as well. And I think that it's uh, really interesting. There's a couple of artists that I know that they weren't necessarily doing uh, fashion uh, NFTs or anything. And then they, and I, I saw in their kind of 3D artwork, whatever they were creating fashion bespoke pieces. It was just absolutely stunning. And I was just kind of saying to them, you know, this is something that we can really do and push forward with, with this kind of world. And especially as you're saying, like on Instagram, like this is something that is huge anyway, you know, people are, as you called it, flexing, like what they're, what they're wearing or, you know, with, with artists, they can show what they're creating and it can be a really beautiful piece that you can put in a, in a gallery online and, you know, make it something that's really stunning and beautiful for people to come and look at from your own page, you know, for artists and creators. I think that that could be incredible. Amazing. Thanks, Claire. Crypto, do you want to go? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think I, I actually had a chance to talk to the uh, the founder of On Cyber about this. And um, I think what's really interesting, what he said was that people are curious and they're looking to explore. So there's no better way to sort of have people get more involved in something than being able to explore something in a way that they weren't able to really do it before or that's new to them, right? And so one of, one of the best ways, if you look at what On Cyber is doing, I do believe we're going to see um, that experience translate um, even further into a better VR experience, not just a um, browsing sort of what I would call like the 3D room that you have. Um, and if you, if you kind of look at On Cyber, it allows you to, to showcase um, 3D assets, um, regular assets, videos, um, whatever you, you may have for sort of your fashion gallery um, you can create a, a space and um, put that up in on cyber like a 3d space and then showcase all of your stuff in that and i think what's unique about that is that also allows someone to customize their space not just have a flat gallery like i think sometimes the problem that we have is that obviously we can't see the future but we have to look at the devices that are that are enabling the future and that's really going to be in these vr and ar headsets and so if that's the case, then the way the world is going to be seen in the future is through that. Um, and so then we need to be building in that direction. So while I think there is going to be some short-term uh, flat space, um, you know, maybe an Instagram-like gallery, I think the real play is going to be in um, the discovery part where you can go into someone's, um, you know, room and it's playing music and you can learn a little bit about them. And um, I highly encourage everybody to check out, um, you know, the the on cyber um, stuff because what they're doing um, is pretty amazing. And I would also really love from DressX to see something like a, a digital closet um, designed in on cyber. Uh, them team up with sort of a three architect and build out uh, that, and then people can maybe mint that and then uh, display their digital fashion wardrobe in that. And maybe also like customize it maybe with their own 3D artist or something. Because I think that what people miss is this is not about just, um, you know, flexing like a PFP. This is not about just people want to go and scroll through what you own. It has to have more of a unique feeling like what MySpace did initially where you discovered someone's MySpace page and everyone remembers the annoying music. But what was interesting is you quickly learned a little bit about that person. And I think we're going to see that in this 3D world. I mean, I think On Cyber already has that, and they've they've been keeping this really quiet what they're doing. Um, but then that also allows you to connect with other people in your space in your 3D world, much like you would on a website 
but think about it as like everybody in this room could go gather in my on cyberspace and I could tell you about maybe some of my fashion pieces in there, right? Um, instead of just sitting here, you know, staring at a screen, uh, which is great, the audio part, but the visual component um, in a 3D world uh, would be fantastic. So I don't know, would love to see that from DressX. Um, a partnership there would be uh, would be fantastic. Yeah, such good insights. Julian, I'll, I see your hands up. So jump in from a DressX perspective and then Alyssa, I'll come to you. Yeah, thank you for letting me speak just before giving the mic to Alyssa. But I just wanted to stop um, CryptoByte from keeping on uh, and, and revealing all of our DressX plans for the next three months. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're, all, you're very on point. Uh, we're building this uh, as we speak. And um, we have... Kind of like the early version of what you mentioned, which is our Meta Closet mobile application, where we have a token gated logic where if you connect your MetaMask to the app, it will then open the My NFT section in that app, where all of your digital wearables collected on DressX will be visible, accessible, and usable. Um, and uh, the next release of our app will have uh, a feature that will enable you to publicly showcase and share uh, what is inside your meta closet. So as you were mentioning, like displaying or showing off your collections, uh, not only on yourself, like wearing them, but also as like NFT and 3D assets and pieces of clothing. Uh, so pretty much aligned here. <laughs> and this is the early version. We're building other things that are going to be more immersive and, you know, like 3D walls uh, and talking at Talking about on cyber and James, uh, yeah, we we know James very well. We know on cyber very well, and we collabed with him before. Uh, we did a few AR cover for the magazine with him before, and uh, more to be discussed <laughs> as we speak as well. So thank thank you for sharing your vision that is pretty much aligned to what we are currently building. It provides some validation, and it's it's really motivating. So thank you a lot. You can go ahead, Alisa. <laughs> no, this is really great. I love the synergies and. Cuts E, I think I'm saying your name properly. Um, this is probably the question that everybody has on their mind, right? We're constantly showcasing our work, um, whether it is in a fashion kind of uh, aesthetic or more in terms of art and gallery. We're constantly faced with this. And deep down, I think we're all kind of artists or creatives. So we have all of our <laughs> insecurities up in place. But what I love about this space is that there's nothing to compare it to, right? There's no classical Sotheby's uh, auction exhibition. Yes, there can be, but what's the point? Why make the same thing again and again and again? And this is something that really like boggles me, right? If I see another metaverse catwalk that goes up and down, I think, well, why? Because we have no physics within the metaverse. We can build, you know, any way up. And I think this is the most liberating thing for creating within digital space. And I would really recommend to any artist or Web3 enthusiast to kind of deep dive into it is that there's very little comparison. So do not be afraid to explore, to create, to not, you know, kind of envision the trends and anything else, because you can be that trend with your own creativity and your uniqueness. There's so much power in having genuine you know, interest that will resonate with your community, something that you're passionate of doing for X amount of weeks and months. In Aerobus, we're in plenty of projects that still haven't launched, but, you know, we're <laughs> staying put until it's all out there because it's really new stuff as well. And we're excited to see how the overall space develops for sure. But I think don't forget about your individual path and what makes you exciting if you're new to the space. Um, we've recently opened up a new sector within a robbers community, which is academy, to really let people have that bridge into the space to learn and not be scared that you have to already conform to norms uh, because your gallery doesn't even have to have walls in it or art. It can be anything you want. So definitely don't be scared and your imagination is the only limit that you need to face. So hopefully that was little bit educational and thank you so much for having me on the on the panel today thank you so much Alyssa that was a truly beautiful answer and it's so true that 
digital offers this uncapped realm of what we can create so yeah use it and that opportunity what you said was absolutely perfect so thank you for that we're now at time for this space so i just want to check that no one else none of the other listeners have a question and then if we don't i'll just say that um if any of the speakers want to add anything else um then we can wrap it up i just want to say another reminder about the DressX AI challenge. So you have until Friday to submit your AI generated art and win the chance for it to be produced in 3D AR and monetized on the DressX app and e-com. So definitely check that out. Like I said, it is in the DressX pin tweet and also in this space. Um, and yeah, and then Crypto, you have something to share. Thank you again to all the guests and yeah, go for it. Yeah, thanks. No, uh, this panel's been great, uh, Julian. I apologize for uh, revealing the entire DressX uh, roadmap over the over the next year. Uh, no, I just I, I I just I talk to a lot of people as far as what would be interesting collaborations, and I think that's important in this space. And I think because everything is so early, the partnerships and the value, um, and being you know being part of the DressX community, I'm just very excited about what's been done so far and how it connects with the other things going on. And I think that's what's really interesting. Um, I did want to touch on the AI part because I think people are going to suit probably quicker than they can imagine, um, see what happens next with this. And what I mean is AI is going to allow us to do things with our imagination um, that really aren't possible before. And what I mean by that is the, really designing things to a new extent so what we can think of and how we prompt the ai system uh, will allow us to build things that were not possible even to think about building before and it will allow us to be even more creative and more imaginative and i would not be surprised um, if the ai uh, fashion goes before the ar fashion because the the apple the Apple device, the AR experience in that for, from the glasses is not going to be available, I don't think, for another three to five years. Yes, we're getting the Apple headset, but we're going to need something. And and the AR fashion right now just doesn't look as crisp and doesn't look as good. And I've talked to a lot of normies and influencers about this. They're like, oh, yeah, it's interesting, but it doesn't look good. But then they see the AI stuff and they see that applied to an influencer and they see an outfit like that applied and the meta look stuff that DressX is doing, um, that's really where this stuff starts to get um, really interesting because right now that AR tech needs to catch up in order for like dresses to fit, um, you know, metaverse style. So things more along like digital wearables in, in Roblox and digital wearables in games and AI fashion combined with um, you know, being able to do the meta looks, um, I think that is going to be what's pretty amazing. Because I did a survey through a bunch of influencers that I, that I used to work with. Um, and one of the interesting things I asked them is I showed them three different photos, one of an AI hat um, that was put on a person, another one of the same AR AI image um, and then, an, or sorry, an AR image with the person. And then a third one with like a meta look. And I asked them, can you tell me the difference? And where the, where the difference came in was really with that AR. That was the one that was further off where people really noticed like, oh, that looks like AR. That doesn't look as real. And so I think the closer that AR gets the real, um, you know, the closer that becomes the reality. But right now we're just not there yet. I think we get there. Uh, but yeah, that's what I wanted to lead with is, is where I think the, the fashion pieces as we put them together and where they can fit into this entire part where the consumer today, um, the person who's scrolling through Instagram, maybe looking to buy the next Gucci purse or the Dolce Gabbana, um, you know, using that, uh, using the AI and using that kind of experience to pull people in and, and get their attention, um, I think it's going to be better than the AR at this point. Yeah, thank you. That is such an interesting insight. And yeah, def definitely something to bear in mind. That's yeah, super, super insightful. Um, as a final question, um, Julie and I see your hands up. So feel free to jump in and then we'll go to the tune as the last question and then we'll wrap it up. 
Thanks. Sorry to jump in again and hijack your stream. I just want to remind everybody here that uh, we're talking about metaverse and immersive experiences and expression in the metaverse right now. Uh, if you want to experience this and have some fun, we have uh, Javo's birthday uh, in uh, 35 minutes inside Spatial. You can find the tweet uh, inside my Twitter uh, profile. I reposted it recently. And uh, we are going to meet up there in Spatial wearing our skins on our avatars and celebrate our uh, superstar community member, uh, Javo in the room here so that was just a quick shout out but yeah you can take take back the mic great thank you i love it no thank you that sounds amazing um yeah okay so final question from the tune and then we'll wrap the it up tune, and then we'll wrap it up oh sorry sorry i think your your audio wasn't the best there but again thank you so much for sharing that i think um yeah again we're obviously all here to spread the community so that's that's amazing so thank you for sharing and yeah, I think that's time to wrap it up. Again, thank you so much to all the amazing guests we've had today. I think it's such an interesting conversation and yeah, definitely more to discuss, but I think it was amazing. So yeah, thank you all. Thank you so much, Grace. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you, Grace. Thank you, DressX. It's been fantastic and really nice to meet everybody. Yeah, this was fantastic, Grace. Um, great connecting with everyone as well. Amazing yes, panel. thank you all. Thank you all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.